in the studio today. All the way from Bakersfield, California, we got Arturo El Greñas Venegas. <laughs> What's up? Thanks for thanks for making the drive, taking time. Come down here, you know. So oh, yeah. It means a lot. I appreciate Hell that. No. Hell that yeah, was, man. That was cool. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, man. I appreciate uh, you inviting me, bro, for yeah. sure, man. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. A little nervous the first time doing this, but... Um, yeah, man, I'm super excited to be here, bro. So, yeah, I don't mind the drive. And plus, we're truck drivers, dog. We drive for a living, dog. So, yeah. you know, I don't mind driving at all, man. So you got we're that Class A, huh? Hell yeah, I got the Class A, man. And you're, uh, maybe I failed to mention, but you're the owner of Rig Medics. Yeah, yeah, I'm the owner of Rig Medics. It's a, it's a truck repair shop in Bakersfield, California. That's where I'm located right now. That's where I live. I'm uh, 33 years old. I also, uh, I hold a Class A license. I've been a Class A driver since uh, 2010, so about 13 years now. Um, I've worked, uh, I've owned my own truck, stuff like that. I've, I've worked at the ports. Um, but yeah, um, I grew up here in Los Angeles area, and I was born in the Harbor area in Torrance, California. Uh, I grew up in Compton. I uh, went to elementary school there, went to middle school. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, moved out of the LA area to up north Bakersfield area uh, in 2006 I, I believe I was like 16 years old mm. yeah so that's how I ended up up there um, and um, I didn't like it up there at first you know because I'm you know the city you know it's a big you grow up in a big city yeah uh, stuff like that so uh, it was weird to me moving up there um, so uh, I grew up in a with with I'm um, one of uh, three brothers, uh, we all grew up there in Compton. We had our our parents there. My parents, you know, Mexicanos, immigrants came from Mexico. Uh, you know, grew up humble, uh, small house. You know, nothing crazy. Um, <clears throat> and we were uh, we were a little. I guess you could say we we're a little poor growing up. A little bit. Um, I wouldn't say poor. You know, because. I've been to uh, other countries and the poverty over there is is different than America. You know, you can't compare. So yeah, you don't want to be poor in Mexico or, or in any other country. You know, if you're poor in America, you could at least still get some government help and shit like that. But yeah, we grew up kind of uh, poor a little bit, you know, couldn't buy shoes, couldn't get haircuts all the time, stuff like that. You know, Nor normal shit, you know, I'm not yeah. complaining about it. I love I love my childhood, you know, growing up. You know, in the city and stuff like that, going to school, friends, stuff like that. I loved it. I would, I wouldn't trade it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, um, my my father, he uh, he was a welder at first. Uh, he was actually uh, who got me into a little bit, you know, into the truck driving. But I didn't think I was gonna be a truck driver when I was a kid, uh, a child, or a toddler, or whatever, uh, preteen. I didn't think that. Um, I wanted to be like a, like a cop engineer or something, you know, engineer. Well, I'm a mechanic now, so that's kind of, I'm a reverse engineer. So, mm. you know, um, but I didn't like school, you know, so I hated school. I didn't like, I had bad grades all the time. I had, I didn't really care about graduating, nothing like that. I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to do, you know. And uh, when my dad became a, a truck driver uh, in 1999, he got his class A and he went straight to the container hauling, of course, because, you know, we don't live too far from the ports. 
So at, at that point you were already up. Um, no, no, no. That was here. Oh, okay. 1999. I was still here. Okay. He be, my father became a truck driver while we were still living in Los Angeles. Okay, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. So so um, yeah. He he uh he became a truck driver. Got his class A. At that point, well, he made more money. You know, uh, he was a driver first, but he bought a truck really fast. You know, like really so that. You know how he bought it with borrowed money too. He just borrowed five thousand here, five thousand there, five, and boom, bought a Freightliner FLD with a cat engine, you know, and started hauling containers, you know, all, you know. So I seen him do that, you know. I seen him do that work, work to buy his truck, work all the time, you know. And um, you saw that hustle. Yeah, I saw him hustling. My mom too. Uh, shout out to my mom. She fucking uh. She hustled a little bit too, not too much. Around these areas, she used to take care of kids, clean houses right here in Palos Verdes, uh, Redondo Beach, stuff like that, clean apartments. She would take me with her too sometimes and make me clean and shit. Like, barra, cabron, you know? How old were you? Uh, 10, 11. Oh. Well, at that time, yeah, 10, 11. You know, my, my dad barely started truck driving when I was that age. So. 10, 11, is that when you first got a little taste of money? Uh, no, n well, not me necessarily. You know what? I was I was a uh, uh, I was kind of hard headed. I didn't I didn't I didn't really. I got a taste of money when I was older, maybe a teenager. But no, I was era más burro, you know. When I was when I was little, my dad would tell me like, "Hey, I'll pay you if you get good grades. I'll give you twenty bucks or whatever for every A." That did not motivate me. Mm -hmm. um, I'll pay you to clean the garden. He would make me to clean the garden no matter what. But you know, I, I wasn't motivated. You know uh that much until i became a teenager you know um um he let me uh purchase uh, a truck you know that's when i started liking cars when i was a teenager and stuff like started liking wrenches and uh, getting interesting you know getting interested in in vehicles engines stuff like that you know which most boys do you know most young men like cars and driving and you know yeah so yeah that was uh, teenager, I, I was interested in that, a lot of that stuff. Um, and also, um, my dad would take me in the truck with him. I remember uh, maybe I was like 11, 12, he would sit me on his lap and, and let me hold the steering wheel down the five, you know? Down in, I, maybe I shouldn't be saying that, but <laughs> <I> <laughs> just say, just <laughs> that was years ago. Just, just say allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So, yeah, I remember stuff like that, you know? And when I got a little bit older, he would be like, venga, cabrón, like, this is, this is how you move this truck. Like, así le mete el cloche, el cambio, this, you know, the, the yellow and the red valve. He showed me all that stuff, you know, para que... Pues, you know, I was a boy already. Yep. Dice, hey, si un día tienes que mover un pinche troque, pues lo mueves, güey. Mm -hmm. or, or he would just paint out scenarios for me, you know, like, hey, if you're on a field trip, you know, mm -hmm. look at the freeway signs. Um, you know how to move that bus. You know, you know how to use that CB radio, you know, because I taught you and stuff like that, you know. So, which, you know, it's a good thing, you know, that, that he was teaching me stuff like that, I guess. But, um... Yeah, man, and, and 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 since he uh since he fucking uh drove, you know, hauled containers from the port to up north, Bakersfield, Porterville, small little cities, you know, like uh those reefer containers. Eso salaba él con con produce, pues, verdad? And uh, um, I guess he was tired of living in the city, 
you know he was tired of living in 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 the city uh he was tired of of i guess you know he's old school you know he the violence you know we got a, a reputation for for being violent out here in los angeles a little bit you know um but yeah he wanted to move away so one day he just came home and was like hey i bought i bought a fucking ranch in like by Bakersfield somewhere. Like literally, that's what he said. We we. Hey, what's up, guys? I bought a ranch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, he came home. He came home from his uh from his shift, from working, from driving, whatever. And um, he pretty much told us that hey, ya compré un rancho. I just gave the guy, uh, like a, I don't know. He gave him a, a x amount of dollars to remove the sign, the for sale sign off of the ranch. Um, so that happened, and a few months later, I was living in a fucking ranch in the middle of nowhere <laughs> dog you know yeah. uh and it's, it wasn't even bakersfield bakersfield is a big city mm-hmm. we still had to drive maybe another 40 miles north um a little small town called ducor california i think the population was like 200 people mm. and but there was a lot of ranches a lot of ranch lifestyle type of you know so that was weird for me dog as a uh you know did it come with the smell yeah, yeah. it was it was kind of abandoned you know oh, okay. the, the grass was tall um nobody lived there uh when he bought it uh i mean somebody owned it it was like a retired couple and they would just travel so they were the, the house was empty the majority of the time when he bought it so we had to clean it we had a and you know coming from the city even though in 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 that area in compton there's a the farms, you know, there's an area where you can have horses, animals, chivos, vacas, yeah, yeah. and uh, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't in that in animal type of stuff. So he bought a 20 acre ranch. Um, you know, of course he bought animals, cows, all kinds of stuff, you know, and um, um, so I, 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 uh, I grew up around that too, you know, and then plus. Him being a truck driver, he wanted a spot where he could park his truck. You know, yeah. that's why he he that's was it, he was that was his goal. You know, like hey man, I need to put my truck somewhere. You know, I'm tired of living in the city and this and that. And a lot of, a lot of things motivated him to move there and to bring yeah. us there. But um, but yeah uh, um, we uh, you know we 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 lived there, learned a lot of other stuff. I I learned how to. Uh, drive even more because you know we were out in the country and and he was able to uh take hey that you know that through some random road you know with, yeah you know there are no traffic there are no cars yeah so um but uh yeah man i i uh i um i remember that and 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 my pops you know he uh he he worked a lot he re- he's retired now he retired at 50 but he worked a lot and um well he he taught he made me who i am now kind of you know him um you know he taught me a lot of things so um living there was was uh it, it wasn't it wasn't a good thing for me you know i didn't really like it but you know at the end of the day it was a better decision he was making a family decision and and, and uh that's how that's how i i ended up up north you know and um and um but yeah that's that's pretty much how i ended up there and um how i got into uh how i got into trucking or how i got my class a yeah uh it was a trip because 
um, while I was living up there, um, I met a girl, my girlfriend, my wife now, and, and she was from L.A., so I moved back, you know, when I turned eight, as soon as I, I got out of high school, I yeah, moved yeah. back, um, and um, I tried to get my class A with this dude that, I don't know if you heard, back in the day, people would pay for it, like they would buy it, you could buy I, it from somebody. I heard somebody. Of it, but yeah. I never knew no one Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, you know? So, um, I had heard of that, my my dad had like a buddy that had done that, had bought it, you know, for like 1500 bucks or something yeah. like that, you know, you don't. So, so how much did you pay? Uh, uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, um, some dude, man. I don't know. I don't know how it came about. I, I met him at some shopping center. I forgot, but he he gave me a business card, and the business card said commercial driver's license. And you know, my dad was already bugging me like, "Hey, agarra la wey, agarra tu licencia, no mm -hmm. te hagas pendejo." But you know, so he was bugging me and bugging me. So I just that guy. I gave him a call. I gave him business cards. I was like, what do you do? You 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 have a school or what? A trucking school? He's like, nah, man. I could get you a, a fucking commercial driver's license for two grand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, whatever. Um, you know, whatever. I kept the business card, but I didn't have two grand at the time. So I was like, well, well that sucks, you know. Mm -hmm. But whatever. I ended up getting it, you know, borrowing it. And the dude... Well, he pre I pretty much got gypped, you know. He took me. He gave me the paper and everything too. Like I had to take a test. I had to take the test. He gave me the paper, and you know, allegedly I gave him, you know, the mm -hmm. the the. We made the transaction. I had the paper. I was like, hell yeah, I got my class. <laughs> I didn't have to do shit, you know, and um, whatever. My class A never came in the mail, you know, and then uh, I called DMV. In Sacramento, just, you know, I didn't tell them what I, you know, but I was like, oh, I, I took my test, but it hasn't came in the mail. And they're like, nah, you don't, you've never taken a test, you know? So I got jacked mm -hmm. for that, but that was my fault, man. I, I wanted to take the easy route, you know? After that, I was like, man, I should have just took the fucking test, you know? Because yeah. I had to take it anyways, you know? I had to, like, you know? So that was just me being lazy, you know, again, with the lazy, mm -hmm. lazy part, you know? Um, but it was a lesson learned, you know, it was a lesson learned because I was young, you know, and well, you know, two $2,000 was a lot, you know, so. Yeah, for you real. Know? Yeah. yeah. So that sucked right there, you know, um, but, you know, don't take the easy route, you know, don't take the shortcut. So then how did you get the license? How was that journey? Well, I had to actually take the test. And now I didn't have any money, um, so I couldn't pay for a trucking school either. So what I did was I I got some questions, borrowed some questions. I, I studied. I studied like like everyone does. Um, I studied, and then uh, I went to DMV, paid the, the $60 or whatever it was to take the, to take the test. Mm -hmm. And I took the test. I failed it, I think, the first time, passed it the second time, so I had my permit. I had my permit now, and um, I still didn't have money to go to school because you know you s now we gotta do the the pre trip, the driving, the skills, all that. So we gotta go to school for that. I didn't have a truck either that I could borrow with a trailer, nothing. So mm -hmm. what I did, I went, I went actually. Um, one of my dad's friends, he had a few trucks, and he would go out of state, uh, reefer, forty eight states. 
Um, so he was like, hey, you got your permit? Well, fuck, come with me for like, you know, a few trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll show you how to drive more because, you know, I was still, yeah, my, I knew how to move move the trucks around, go backwards, forwards, you know, but I, was, I wasn't a class A driver yet. Yeah. You know? Um, I wasn't like on the road, nada de eso, on the, in the city. No, I never done, you know, never drove like that. So he, uh, he, I go with him. I'm like, fuck it. What, what else? You know, I go with him. He takes me, uh, we go to Texas, Florida, New York, uh, Utah, Ohio, all kinds of places, right? Uh, so when he comes back, he gave me a little bit of money, you know? That's Just, cool. you know, he was teaching me how to drive, which he didn't have to give me, he didn't have to give me money. But he gave me he gave me a little bit of money, so I negotiated with a school. Um, That's cool. You know, man. like hey, I already have my permit. Yeah. You know, and and this I went to uh, I did that in Bakersfield, the school. Um, it was just like a dirt lot. It was a you know they were barely starting out, old ass trucks. You know, um, so I made a negotiation with them. I told them, hey. Um, I already have my permit. I only need to do the fucking, the pre-trip and all that. I just need to study it a week or whatever. How much mm-hmm. you charge me for a week or two weeks or whatever, a few days or to come here. And they, I think they charge me like 800 bucks or a thousand bucks, something like that. So I paid that and um, I paid that money and I, I just dedicated myself to studying the, the, the pre-trip and stuff like that, everything, the, 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 um, the driving, the skills. Which, I mean, the skills, I was like, man, they had, you know, I don't know if they do that at every school, but they had, like, um, señas, you know, like, they had a window, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, I, you know, tenía una raya, and like, oh, when it, when that line hits the other line on the chassis, you turn your wheel this way, yeah, yeah. and then, you yeah. know, well, that's how it was, but I was like, whatever, it's just to pass it, fuck yeah. it, let's do it, you know, yeah. like, they're just trying to get students to pass, um, but yeah, that's how I got my license. So I did that, paid the thousand bucks, went to the school, got it down like in uh, maybe maybe like eight days, something like that. I just studied, 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 went, took the test, passed, passed the test, got my class A. But once I got it, I still couldn't get a job, you know, mm-hmm. still couldn't drive. I was only twenty years old. Um, I still couldn't drive. I couldn't. Uh, nobody would hire me. So I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? So I went back with that with that guy out forty eight states, right? Again. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't paying me much, you know. He was just you know, I wasn't like an actual team team for him. It was just I he was just taking me whatever. He was giving me a few hundred dollars a week, but not not, you know, like a job. I think he's giving me like like four hundred dollars a week. But you were already licensed. I was already licensed, yeah. But I just left, I guess, more for the experience, you know. I, I probably I wanted to get away at that time. Like, fuck it, I'm just leaving, you know, and going back around the fucking U.S. again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long. We just did a few trips, you know, maybe like two, three months I was gone. Came back. When I came back, that's when uh, my dad actually, he called me. He said, hey, um, my friend... Uh, he just opened up a mechanic shop. Well, he's my mechanic. He's like, and and he needs a, un ayudante, pues, you know, and and the reason why my dad called me is because with that guy, that I was already driving with, he was kind of like a mechanic. So if we broke down, he would like fix it, and and at that point I didn't know much about diesel engines, about, you know, I knew I knew how to use tools and stuff, how to 
change spark plugs and shit on my car and oil change and stuff like that. But but he, I would watch him like, damn, this fool. Like, he, you know, his fan clutch just gave out, and he was like, hey, la verga aquí, and he just pulled out all kinds of shit, buckets with tornillos, tools. He, he was a, he was a, I never seen a truck driver like that, you know, but yeah. he, he, he was from Mexico, so he was a savage, like, no se quedaba tirado. He wouldn't, he wouldn't get stranded unless it was like something like his motor blew, but hell no, nah, he wouldn't get stranded for <laughs> shit, you know? Those are rare. Yeah. 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 So. I, so I kind of I started learning a little bit from him, you know, like uh, how to work on on the stuff. So my dad called me, told me, "Hey, my my mechanic's opening up a shop, so he needs a helper. You want to work with him?" I was like, "Fuck it." I mean, yeah, you know, I, I already liked the idea of of turning wrenches, you know. Yeah. I, I I liked I loved the idea, and so he he gave me a job. Um, I started working as a well, as a helper as, at a mechanic shop, you know, mm-hmm. cleaning shit, sweeping, cleaning up oil, cleaning cleaning people's tools, you know. Un ayudante pues un chalan, but I fucking loved it, you know. And I wanted to I wanted to do everything. I wanted to learn everything. So I I was pretty much self taught and taught by that that person that gave me the job. Shout out to Chango. He's still he's still around in the Bakersfield area. Shout out to Chango. Um, he he gave me, he he uh he gave me that opportunity and uh to teach me that that you know that trade um a lot of people a lot of people don't you know a lot of people tienen envidia or whatever nah no lo enseñar. you see that in the trucking industry too you know like oh, don't buy your own truck or whatever mm-hmm. drive for me yeah drive for me get my truck nah you know fuck that but whatever he 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 uh he gave me a job and I I started learning fast how to do stuff you know and 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 he kind of put me through sections like, hey, you're gonna learn how to uh, patch tires and remove them, replace them, llantas, llantero, de llantas de container, whatever, the, the, every every tire, and that's what I did. He showed me. That's what I did for about like just six, eight months straight. I was like, llantas, llantas, llantas. Hey, pinche container, se le tronó una llanta en, el, en la montaña, ve, you know, in the grapevine. Oh, so you were like the shop's roadside. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, once I, once I actually knew how to just do, just patch tires, replace tires, just that basic thing. Um, once I had that skill, that, that dude actually gave me a service truck. And, and I had that service truck all day, every day. I was on call 24-7. I was a good employee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was a good employee. So, um, that, and then I just started learning everything else. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was easy for me. Uh, I started learning, uh, everything, everything, just how, replacing shit you learn and, and, you know, and then you also have to put some time into study a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you just can't, you know, replace a part, not knowing how it functions or work on an engine, not knowing exactly how it's functioning. So, um, yeah, it took time. Uh, I worked for him for years years uh, uh probably like eight years seven eight years wow um and and um like i said we go back to the to the trucking um i always wanted to be a truck driver right when i that's why i got the license but and I, i'm not gonna say i got stuck in the mechanic in the repair industry i didn't get stuck in it because i loved it you know but i always had that thing like nah i want to i want to drive a truck you know mm-hmm. like so um while I was working in the repair industry, uh, while I was an employee for this uh, for this company, um, 
one of uh, one of the customers, he he says, "Hey, there's this guy selling a, a Freightliner Cascadia uh, 2010." He's like, "He has four of them. He can't pay for them anymore, and and he just wants to get rid of them, right? He just wants somebody to take over the payments." I was like, "Give me the number." I called him right away. He's like, "Yeah, I have four. He's like, they're in in, in Hesperia. They're in Hesperia, California." We're in Bakersfield, right? So um, I say, okay, can I go see them? He says, yeah, you can come see them uh, Saturday. So we, we, we plan it out. We go out there. Uh, there's only two trucks there. The other ones were taken apart. I guess they had been like in some, I guess he had leased them out to someone, the owner, and they were like transporting drugs with him. I don't know what they did, but something happened where they were just abandoned in someone's house. The house was empty. Um so I, I go over there, I see them, I, I, we look at the trucks, me and my pops go over there, where we're, we, you know, check them out, mirándolos, no prenden, ah, the batteries are dead. So I tell the guy, hey, we'll go get some batteries at Freightliner. We go, boom, put them on, ya prendieron todo, and he tells me, hey, ayúdame a llevarlo para atrás a, a Huasco, you know, I was like, fuck it, oh, whatever, let's go. I told my dad, agarrate uno y tu otro y vámonos. Yeah, we we left. We took it to the guy. When we got back to Wasco, he wanted five thousand dollars down, and and for me to take over the payments in order to keep that truck. The payment was seventeen hundred bucks. I think he owed like forty thousand dollars on it. Um, that's what he wanted. When we got back to his house, dropped off the trucks, he he tells me, "Hey, I really appreciate the favor you and your dad did. If you want the truck, just take it." Don't give me anything. Just keep, keep, you know, take over the payments. And I was like, oh shit! Like that just, <laughs> you know, that that it just fell in my in my yeah. hands pretty much. Because yeah. for a lot of people, it's super hard to to yeah. the, the first truck you get is like super hard, or you have to go be a driver. And I didn't want to be a driver. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to be a driver because yeah. I knew que me iban a traer en putiza, <laughs> you know. Because mm-hmm. I would see, like, when I was working at the shop, I would talk to the customers. And they'll be like, no, no, chinga, wey. You know, something like, empiezo el domingo yo y que la chingada, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody telling me, hey, fool, on Sunday, ya vete, go to work, like, you know, leave your house. Nah, I didn't really want that. So I was like, if I go into the truck and I wanted to be an owner-operator. So the truck pretty much fell into my hands. I just had to take over the payments. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it happened. That's how I got... That's how I became an owner operator, uh, by that guy Rodrigo Vargas. Uh, he gave me that truck. Just hey, toma. Pretty much. I mean, you what, know. What would have been the risk though? Maybe. What if he was behind and he and, well, it, and they were looking for that truck to repo maybe. it? Maybe. Well, I did have issues with it when I tried to put uh, tags on it. I had it had like some type of hold. Uh, DMV had a hold on it. DOT. There was yeah, a like, bunch oh, of stuff. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. I so. The first year they gave me tags, I got a portion plates, so they gave them to me. And then when I tried to renew them, they were like, "Hey, something's wrong with that truck. Uh, something's wrong with the VIN or something." I had to get it like refereed and shit. So, um, yeah, I, that's how I got into that, and um, I started right away. Pues a los containers, you know, when he gave me the truck, mm-hmm. right away a los containers, you know, because that's what my dad did. You know, he did he gave some tips to make it easier. To and and he was still kind of in the in the still kind of driving. I think he had like two trucks that 
He had like drivers on him a little bit, but um, he was still in it kind of. So he sent me to a company, a first company, and I didn't have much money, you know. So because when I started, this guy just gave me the truck. Yeah. So I didn't have money for diesel. I, I didn't have much money. If I broke down, I was, I mean, I could repair it myself. I had to buy the parts, but. Yeah, it'll take a little uh, while yeah. to get rolling again. So I didn't have much money, you know, for diesel, nothing like that. So, um, yeah, he got me in the containers. And, pues de ahí a darle, you know, that company. I didn't know nothing about companies. So when he told me, hey, join that company, those are my homies right there. I just went straight to that because I didn't know yeah. shit about it. Yeah. And at the time, my brother was working at that company too. He's a he's a class A driver too. Shout out to Tepaboy, you know he's out there somewhere. <laughs> but he uh he a uh, fucking uh yeah. Um, I was working there, so but that was a real bad experience for me. Yeah. Uh, real real bad. How so? Um, um, so at first everything was cool, you know. Uh, I was doing trips from uh the port. Um, we would uh, grab an empty from the port, and then um. Uh, take it to Tulare, uh recycling that scrap metal. So I would get that um, that load loaded up in Tulare, and to bring it back to to the ports. And everything was cool. They were paying good. Um, you know, I I liked that I was making. I never seen that amount of money. You know, like me personally make it because as a as a mechanic, I wasn't making that much. I mean, um, as an employee. You know, so uh, being an owner operator, where you you get a little bit more, you know. What was the difference? Three times double in 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 rates. I mean, you know. Uh, okay, well, yeah, um, probably yeah. Well, as a mechanic, I didn't. I, I think I, the most I made at in those years maybe was like eight nine hundred dollars a week, mm-hmm. um, and that was working Monday through Saturday, and. Um, when I became an owner operator, well, you know, my checks would would be, you know, significantly uh high, you know. I was like, "Oh shit, like $3,000, $4,000, you know." Um of course, we I had to pay the fuel and stuff from there, you know, insurance and all that, but still it was I was still keeping over $2,000 for my pocket. Now I, I was just like, "Holy shit." You know, that's a lot. I I that was a lot of money for me, you know. It was a lot of money for me, so um but it was only good for a few a few months maybe months. checks started checks mm-hmm. start maybe like two months and then checks started bouncing so then the owner would tell us hey uh cambialo el lunes go on monday and and just you'll he'll give us a check on friday and you'll go try to deposit it there was no funds so that was hard you know cuz i was just starting out you know i was i was just starting out in my truck so when when he didn't give me the money, when I didn't have money, well, like, dude, I can't run. But the dude, he would give me diesel, you know, like, hey, yo te echo diesel, no te huites. You know, go to this fucking fuel station right here on, uh, es esa? there's a small fuel station on uh, Santa Fe and and uh, and oh, Anaheim in P- front P- of the... PCH truck stop? Yeah, that one. Tenían una cuenta. Ajá, tenían una cuenta. I'll just pull up, hey, vengo de, de tal compañía. Mm-hmm. And they'll just fill my shit up. So I would do that in order to keep working. But, you know, he kind of had me trapped because then now I owed him fuel. But he also wasn't paying, you know, they were also weren't paying me. The checks would go through, but it'll be like, I'll get it on Friday. Sometimes it'll go through on Tuesday or Mm -hmm. Wednesday. 
you know, and it's like, man, it was just, so they had me like that for a while. I think it got to the point where, uh, I think he, they owed me like 11000 $11,000 mm-hmm. around there, 10000 and some, you know, close to $11,000. And, and, um, I called the guy and I said, Hey man, I need you to pay me, dog. Like, uh, I can't pay my rent. You know, I can't. I need my money, you know, like I had already tapped into all the savings I had. I spent everything just to pay the 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 truck note, you know, pay all insurance, all that stuff. I was tapping into my savings, so it ran out. Even to pay my rent, I was tapping into my savings because these guys weren't paying me, you know. But then I guess I kind of felt I was new to it, you know, so I was. And then it was like those people were like my dad's friends, I guess you could say. So I was kind of felt a little weird. Nah. And then I would talk to my dad about it, but he's like, nah, se va a componer, no te They're just, you know, going through a little thing and whatever. But they never paid, they didn't pay me. So I got I got a little frustrated with them, you know. I started calling, hey, man, ya, I'm, ya no muevo el troque, but I need you to pay me. Ya no lo voy a mover. I'm not, I'm not going to drive for you no more, but I need you to pay me, you know. Because you were getting diesel, though. So it, yeah. But, but still, yeah. you, you weren't yeah. getting the but reward. But I said, for... look, I'm not going to move anymore. Yeah. You know, like, what's the yeah. point of going to pump diesel and going to work? If I'm not getting paid for all that work I'm doing, yeah, and they're probably not gonna pay for that diesel anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, they didn't. They oh. didn't. They ended up not paying for the yeah. diesel. So it's like, what the Ay, fuck? Diesel, uh, <laughs> yeah, so fucked up. That was fucked up, man. And whatever, I talked to the guy. The guy was cool, man. I don't, I don't want to say the company name yeah. or the guy's name, but the guy was pretty cool. And uh, how could it? Well, okay, I don't. This is sound cool. Uh, you know you're I mean, fucking up, and you <laughs> yeah, have this yeah. person working for yeah. free, knowing you're not gonna pay them. Or, yeah, or but he think... was doing that to everybody, though. It wasn't like he picked me. Yeah, he was doing that to everybody. But I got tired, you know, because I was I was already between a rock and a hard place, like mm-hmm. in my in my in my personal life with all my bills, all my shit going, because I wasn't getting paid. You know, if you don't got money in the bank, you you can't you can't roll. You know, you can't keep going. So he uh. I text him and he sends me like a fucking picture of like hundred dollar bills on like a big table like this. Like he just sends me a picture. Like he said, "Come get your money at this time." And so I go and I get there and there's no money. <laughs> you know, there's no there's no bills. There's nothing. He gives me back because I had gave him back all those checks because they weren't going through. I was like, "Dude, here's the checks. Like you know, they're not gonna go through." So he just gave me back the same checks. Like and and told me like hey try tomorrow. That this was a Friday. He said try Saturday. You know, there's going to be money in the account, you know. So I said, "Nah, man. <laughs> we're we're not trying Saturday. Like I need some <laughs> money, dude." And I was mad, bro. I was mad like I don't like violence. Yeah. But that day I got violent, you know, cuz I was losing my apartment. I was understandable. Know, the old lady was getting angry, you know, I ain't got no money, like, so, you know, I, I had a, I had a do, I didn't do nothing crazy, but yeah, I kind of got a little angry, you know, had a little, a little golf club, and then, you know, I ended up getting my money, though, you know, he gave me, like, half of it that day, he gave, he pulled out cash, he borrowed cash from drivers that were there, and uh, he gave me my, he gave me my money, he gave me 5000 he gave me another check, for the remaining balance, he said, cash tomorrow, you got, you'll have your money. And he gave it to me. He gave it to me, but I know about 
maybe five, six other drivers that that left that company without yeah. getting paid. That Twenty thousand, fifteen. My brother's one of them. My yeah. brother, he worked there. I think like fifteen thousand. Um, they owed him. By the time he left, uh, another cousin, I think like twenty. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're. I left and I got my money, and then the yeah. other the check went through. Yeah, the oh. other check went through. The next day, I was so happy, man. You know, and um, you know, like, that. Yeah, yeah, and back. I didn't go back. I went to work for just pretty much. I didn't know what to do, you know, because I didn't have money for fuel. Even though that dude gave me the money, like I already owed all that money, you know, so. It was like, well, I didn't have shit. Yeah. I grabbed it and I already owed it, you know? So I went to work locally, uh, pulling pulling out empties, loads, just for the yarda yarda, yarda, you know? Mm -hmm. I went to work locally. Somewhere else? Somewhere else. uh, (laughs) Obviously. I forgot the name of the company. It was with a little chinito Mm -hmm. over there on Anaheim and uh, McDowell or some. No, I forgot the the street name, but it was on Anaheim, close, close, close by over there. Um, I worked for him just pulling out in la noche, pulling out uh, empties, pulling out loads, taking in empties, emptying, load out, emptying, así nomás, toda la noche, all night. And I, I didn't make that much money, but, you know, it got me back on my feet. It got me back on my feet, um, and that's when I had to live in my truck. So I stayed out here, and I lived somewhere else, you know. Um, so I would have to live in my truck, cook in there. I would go to Planet Fitness and take a shower, you know, work out for a little bit, take a shower, and then, you know, keep working. I did that for about almost a year. I think I, I, I did did local stuff like that and lived in my truck, you know, which it, it wasn't hard. I didn't think that was a hard, that was, living in the truck is not that bad, you know. Para lavar la ropa? Pues, I would go home on the weekends, okay, so, okay. yeah, so oh, I would okay. go home during on the, the weekends. Week. Yeah, during the week, I would, I would live in my truck. I'll go home on the weekends, so, um, you know, pero, pues, si es una chinga, you know, it's hard, it's hard doing, living that way, but, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know, and I worked, I worked doing that for a little bit, and, and then, uh, I went to another company that, uh, did, took loads out from the port, and, mm-hmm. um, and delivered them to Ross in Shafter, California, Yeah, and that's all we did. Just loads from the port to Ross. Dropping hook. Dropping hook. It was the easiest thing ever. You know, it was the easiest thing ever. Uh, so I did that. Did that for, for a few years. I paid off the truck. Paid off the truck. It, it, it didn't it, it didn't give me that many problems, too. But when it would, I, I would repair it myself. I know I got stranded a few times up in Gorman, up in the Grapevine. Uh, my driveline flew off one time. Yeah, for for a mechanic, right? I'm supposed to have uh, my truck in in, in tip top shape. <laughs> you, you were know? grinding them a lot, or nah, nah. Yeah. I think it was. Don't be shy. Yeah, I think it was. Nah, nah. I don't grind gears, man. You know, <laughs> my my dad taught me well. You know, <laughs> el pinche clutch ni lo uso yo. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. See, no, we gotta teach the drivers how to do that now, cause <laughs> I be seeing a dri- a lot of new drivers. They go to my not even new old ones too. They go to my my shop, like customers of mine. Some of them drive pretty decent. Some of them use the clutch. Some of them still double clutch. Mm. You know, like, oh, shit, you double clutch. You know, I mean, respect, you know, that's cool. But if you learn how to float them, you, your truck will drive way nice, nicer. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. 
pero yeah I was I was doing that I did that for 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 a while man until like I said I paid off the truck um worked a little bit and and then uh got bored I guess got bored and um started the mechanic business the I started with a roadside assistance first by myself okay yeah I sold the truck too and that funded your startup the, the new business uh somewhat yeah um somewhat it did um it helped yeah but I started before I even sold the truck I started a roadside assistance uh you bought a roadside truck no I actually didn't oh <laughs> I had like a little uh um a little Toyotita you know mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those a little forever. Toyota yeah a little Toyota Tacoma mm-hmm. and uh, it was a uh, Um, a crew cab so I just put a toolbox in the back put an air compressor and I mean all I needed was my skill set you know my skill set and that's it you know yeah I didn't look as professional running around a little Toyota but I mean I was just it was just a start start you know um, and I, I I was like I said I, I started with with very very little money because all I needed was Someone had called me that they're stranded on the side of the road, and I, I knew that I was going to make some money, you know? It's a little bit more of a profit margin when you go to them, right? When Yes. Yeah, well, you charge a service call fee, yeah, you okay, know? Okay. Yeah, there's a service call fee. Um, when you go, you know, you make your money on the service call, and then whatever you're repairing, whether it's a flat tire, uh, uh, it could be uh, anything, a uh, hose. I've changed injectors on the side of the road, uh, fuel pumps, a lot a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, and that's because I was just, the person who I worked with, uh, back to him, Chango, he, he, he's from Mexico, a mechanic from over there, and uh, they work different over there. You know, people, they're, they're, they're savages, you know. You give them a hammer and some fucking vice grips, and they'll fucking, you know, take shit apart, you know. Yeah. so That's how they got to be over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um that that happened so I I started that business and uh with by myself with the roadside. Then I started buying a better vehicle, a better vehicle. And uh now I have a a shop with uh, four employees. Um so I mean right now it's going pretty good and I just bought a truck too. Mm-hmm. I just bought a a freight li- 2013 Freightliner Coronado. So, ¿Y a qué le vas a entrar? Back to Ports? No sé, nomás lo compré porque they just, it, it was on sale, you know, it was on sale. Otra bendición, yeah. it landed. <laughs> it landed, yeah, it was on sale, yeah, it pretty much landed, yeah. Dos landed. veces, no, that's Yeah, blessing. that's, you can't, you got to take those opportunities, yeah. you know. I got it in payments, too, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, why not? Le puedes poner, what do they call that thing? The pluma, on? well, that's yeah. my idea, yeah, that, yeah. that's. I I kind of I kind of wanna wanna put that into my business mm-hmm. uh, the towing. It's expensive though, like to set the whole setup. That mm-hmm. that Pluma thing, you could only do so so much with it. I think it's mm-hmm. the pro tote they call them, pro yeah. or tow your own, something like yeah. that. Put a target on that truck though, tacabron. Yeah. They steal him for the Pluma. Like, yeah, you know, right. But that's yeah. not like a good little process. Like, oh, yeah. bring the truck to the shop. I'll bring it. Yeah, I'll bring it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll of course, the bill, it, it's the bill can't be as big as a, as a fucking you know, a big ass wrecker. You know, yeah, they're, yeah. They're gonna charge you two hundred bucks an hour from port to port. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have my truck with my little pro tote, I can't really. You know, I gotta help people out. 
um, which I do now, you know, mm-hmm. I, I try to help people out because repairs are expensive, man. Parts are expensive as fuck. Yeah. You know, like it, it breaks people's bank owner operators too, you know, and I was owner operator. I had to pay for some parts too. my pops. I, I remember when he would break down and stuff like that. Um, Customers remember that shit. When you look out for yeah. them, they'll come back. Yeah, yeah. I, oh. I try to be as friendly as possible. Like I have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of phone. I get a lot of phone calls. My like a lot of people call me for a lot of stuff. Uh, sometimes just questions, and I, I don't deny questions. Like people have called me. They're stranded. Like, hey, estoy aquí en Colorado. Uh, my truck don't run. And sometimes it's like something simple, man. Like. Guided. Like your fucking coolant level sensor shutting your engine down. Just mm. disconnect, disconnect it, and you'll you'll be able to get the stop engine light off and and keep going. You know, sometimes simple stuff like that. Mm. That that if I go out there or if I go wherever, you know, if I go to the rescue or you know if I take that service call, and and you know with the experience you kind of know already. Like, hmm, it's probably gonna be this, not a big issue. But I, if if it's something like that where I can maybe figure it out over the phone, and and if the if the customer or the driver is, you know, uh, handy, uh, that that's a big part. Then I'll be like, hey, disconnect this, quítale aquí, quítale acá, and they'll 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 be able to get their truck back on the road just by me guiding them over the phone. And I don't I don't charge them for that, you know. It's but not, they'll be back, like I said. Yeah, and yeah. They'll remember that. Yeah, shit. they'll yeah. they'll remember, but este si sabe lo see, habla, see, you know? or or yeah, they remember, and and it's just, I mean, it's just, I mean, you you can't charge people for. I mean, I, mean, I know you go, you go to the doctor. Yeah, they'll charge you to just sit and talk. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I try to be as nice and as fair as possible because I was a I was an operator, I was an owner operator, my my dad and stuff like that. So I try to stay fair, and and try to help help out as much as possible you know especially right now because the the trucking industry is kind of you know it's kind of fucked up right now you know yeah. the transportation and stuff like that um so yeah i mean it, it's uh so when you were uh owner operator mm-hmm. what was your favorite thing about that experience and the least favorite oh well the favorite i have a lot of favorites it's uh but just driving, man. That that for me, driving a truck is is for me. It's a beautiful thing. Like I love every time. Even now, when I test drive trucks, I'm like, ah, hell yeah, shift. It's just I don't know. Especially sure. if it's a 13 speed or 18 yeah. speed, you know. I just like shifting. You know, it's just I don't know. I like the I like the engine. I like me gusta como se escucha. Los Jake brake. You know. So. Yeah, driving is probably the, 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 you know, driving that big fucking machine is yeah. my favorite thing about yeah. trucking, you know. Um, and, and uh, you know, the camaraderie, too. There's a lot of camaraderie out there between uh, truck drivers. And there's a lot of non, you know, people that, you know. But that would probably be my 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 most favorite thing. And the least would be... In trucking. In trucking, yeah. yeah. In trucking, yeah. Um driving driving that big ass fucking truck dog you know that's 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 the i mean i just love it i love it um if i could have just drive like a small version of a truck on a daily basis i would you know like if they had like a a pickup size big rig a peterbilt like i would definitely drive that 
What's the least favorite? ¿Qué no te gusta de... Lo que no me gusta... I guess leaving, you know, leaving your home, not being around, that's that's a tough one. Like, the other shit, you know, uh, everything else is learnable. You know, driving, you know, being a safe driver, turning, backing up, all that, you just get better over the years, you know, all those skills. But, yeah, probably leaving, leaving your family behind or whatever, you know, that's, that's, that's probably, that's hard for all the truck truckers and um that was probably my least favorite thing you know not being able to to uh be home as often you know what would you change if you could at the ports you did at, ports yeah lot, i did so. ports i only did ports yeah um you know what the ports the ports for me they were pretty cool um they were hard for me to i had a hard time learning when i first went in there like how to get to the spots. to the spots and shit. So if I would change anything, I would say uh, that make it easier for the new drivers that are gonna be coming in to find you know their spot because I had a hard time with that you know and I would go there at night in there at night. So uh, at at the beginning I had a real hard time like finding my spot. I was frustrating like ah wait no mama it's like I wanted to quit. You know, I want to cry and shit inside there. Like, I can't find a motherfucker. And, like, it was just over the phone. Like, I'll call call uh, somebody I knew. Like, hey, wait, I'm fucking lost in here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, dale pa' acá, dale pa' allá. And it's like... Hey, sir, sir, which way to <laughs> yeah, the... Hasta I would stop, yeah. I would stop sometimes and I will ask motherfuckers. And nice. some of them were rude. Some of them, some of them weren't. Some of them, some of them yeah. actually, hey, dale, go over there. And, you know, you're... Yeah. I got sent somewhere just for the fuck of it. For real? Yeah. Like somebody just sent you there sí, just to ya. fuck around? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my man. It was. <laughs> Dale pa' allá. Culero. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Any, yeah. Any crazy stories? At the port? Yeah. Nah, not really. Just, uh, you know, the regular the regular fighting over chassis mm. in the chassis pool. You know, I, I had a... I had somebody try to like actually take the chassis from me. That was probably the craziest. Like I was already backing into it and somebody tried to beat me to back into it <laughs> and i did get angry like dude what the fuck? like you're fucking <laughs> causing a fucking it's a hazard bro like what are you doing wait your fucking turn you know mm-hmm. so that did make me angry and the dude like ah, like he, he was angry too so but he saw it i first, did bro. I, I always you know we always carry a hammer you know yeah. to check our yanta so i just got off with my with my little hammer like hey que quieres, wey? what the fuck you know que estás haciendo? and you know he didn't say much but that was probably i didn't you know um, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in and out most of the time, in and out of the ports. You know, you know what sucks when you go through that and then you hook up and then that shit has flats and it's el all pink fucked te up. Mandan atrás allá en el, en el like, yeah, like, this is what I was fighting <laughs> hey, for. Yeah, fuck, garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucked, <laughs> dude. But yeah, that that was probably one of the craziest things in there. I didn't. I got kicked out once out of Evergreen though. Mm-hmm. I got banned from there. Um, I think. Uh, I just got like into a little argument with the uh, with the clerk. Ya ves el que te, el que le das el ticket ahí para que te pongan la carga y eso. I don't know why we started arguing. I think I moved the truck when I wasn't supposed to, or some some stupid ass shit, you know. Yeah. And he just started arguing with me, and they they did ban me from Evergreen for that. But I mean, it it, uh, it was only for like thirty days or something mm. like that. They escorted you out. Yeah, they pinjeo el ese güey in the little white trucks mm. and they me sacaron. But I mean. 
no big deal. No big deal. But yeah, just if the ports had to change something, just make it easier for the new drivers. Like PRE, the automated shit, that's, I guess that's, you know, a little more easy, advanced, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which they might, are they going to make all the ports like that? Because I, I know uh, PRE and Maersk, right? APM are automated, mm-hmm. right? They have a, a automated, uh, like Maersk has an automated section. Not all oh, of it okay, is automated. Not the whole thing is no. automated. Oh, PRE okay. is all automated. And then Trapeck is fully automated, fully automated too, as, as well. far as like okay. the picking up the, the imports Pick, and picking stuff. Picking up, yeah. But like stacking empties and stuff, all that. It's, like, it's still the still, same. They still have the piles. Okay. But do I know if the other terminals will will want to do it? I think maybe, but I don't mm. know. Uh, when I get news like that, I just share it. But either way, yeah. I, I take I take a lot of shit for it. Yeah, for right, even posting right, it. Right, right. I support it because I post what it. it is, yeah. You don't I mean, like the news? Change is. the channel. Yeah, don't look at my shit. Yeah, easy. Right. Respectfully. Yeah. Um. So, wh- which has been more lucrative in your opinion, a mechanic or trucking? Um. Well. Probably the the repair side of it because I own a shop now. If I was just a one man army, you just it would kind of probably be the same as owner operator. Maybe I can make more. The more you work, the more you make. So if I'm out there servicing vehicles with no sleep, you know, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna make money. Same thing in trucking. I mean, if you don't sleep, you know, you're sleeping two two hours, three hours, you're just fucking knocking these loads out, um, which is hard to do now with the e log. Yeah. Um, well, that's that. That's one of the reasons that motivated me to get the fuck out of there too. The e log. Started um, getting yeah, a like, little fuck this shit, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a lo, lo único. You There's know? levels in both sides, right? Like you start yeah. off at a, you know like mm-hmm. that was the see, Charlan, see? Then yeah, and then you could buy two, three trucks. Like I know some guys that were working with me at that one company, uh, the first one I worked at. Uh, uh, he, I think he had like one truck when I was there, one or two, one, I think right now, I think he had, where he got to the point where he had, I think nine. Um, I mean, it took years, but there, uh, that's lucrative. You know, you, you own eight trucks and they're moving on a daily basis. That's going to be very lucrative, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, and like myself too, now that I do the, 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 I'm in the repair industry. Well, the more employees I have, the more trucks they can repair. Uh, if I have service trucks out on the road, the more I have, the more income, you know. Yeah. But for me, yeah, the repair industry is more lucrative, yes. Okay. I'm going to start training. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you <laughs> should. Everybody's like, oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. parking the truck. Well, yeah, you got to see because if, if you're going to get paid, let's say you're gonna a driver, owner-operator is going to make, six hundred dollars to move a container from the port to bakersfield and um i mean i can make six hundred dollars on a service call from uh bakersfield to let's let's say like a four-hour drive five-hour drive i would charge somebody six hundred dollars just to go there Mm. plus the the on-site hours and you know you got to take that up front right I wouldn't want to drive four well, hours and then like, it oh. depends. Some you listen. Sometimes that there has been issues like that where somebody calls me in the middle of the fucking night. 
hey, I'm stuck in the fucking scale house or whatever. Um, they put me out of service. Um, so I go and yeah, hey, some some other guy got here. He's just gonna do it, and I I lose out on that. So I just woke up. So yeah, sometimes it's, I have to take payments up front, at least the service payment. Yeah, depends who it is. If I know the customer, if it's like you, I'm like okay, you're good. I'm I'll okay. be there in a bit. You know. Okay. Okay. You know, but other than that, you know. It's a plus to fix your own shit as a owner up, right? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Because, like, I remember well when I when my drive line flew out, I fi- I, I fixed it. Mm-hmm. I had I also I also would carry parts with me too, you know, like like your joints. Yeah. yeah, I had tools and I had air tools, mm-hmm. everything. I would hook up to my yeah. air tanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking just start. Yeah. yeah, I remember when that happened in Gore. I was in Gorman. Um, and I pulled over. There's a, a dirt lot right there next to the Carl Jr. I pulled over barely because my, my drive line was knocking. So there was other drivers there like trying to sleep. And I was down there like at 11 at night fucking hammering the shit out of the U-joint, you know, trying to replace it. And, you know, and just todo engrasado. You can't even wash yourself, you know. And I had to jump back in the truck, todo engrasado, and just go back, go to, come down to Long Beach, you know, come down to the ports. But you did it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. You had a spare part for that? Yeah. Uh, Surprisingly. Yeah, surprisingly. I had the spare part because uh, I I went to Vegas once to take a, uh, to bring a load from there. And... I went to the, you know, the catwalk area right there to take a piss, you know, <laughs> and I look <laughs> down and I see there's a missing a bolt on that on one of those U-joints. Mm. So I went and bought the whole U-joint at Freightliner, but I just used the bolt that day because oh. I was in a hurry, you know, yeah. and so I had the U-joints in but the truck. But the friction was already kind of Yeah, so to, I yeah. didn't pay attention to it, right, for a few days. I was like, ah, I'll, I'll do it on the weekend, you know, valeo madre, mm. you know. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What What do you think it's? Because that would have been an expensive. Uh, Hell yeah. Repair, yeah. Right? Some some I would have paid maybe eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars. You know. Yeah. Okay. I would have lost. Guys. I would have lost the fucking load I just yeah. did. Fuck right. So, so yeah. Sorry guys, I had to wake you up, but yeah. saved eight hundred bucks. Yeah. So, what do you think is the is the biggest mistake that owner ops make in in business uh, and in maintenance? In business, I think. Uh, I think they 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 don't save enough money for the repairs. Um, so they 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 should have a big savings account. You know, not big, but you know, at least to cover a a major repair just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, and and a lot of people don't do that. I see a lot of that. You know, like they're just driving, going, and he said quebra el troque, y, you know, hey, fíjame. No more banda. No, more, no, more <laughs> no, yeah, nah, but. Yeah, I mean that's probably that's in business that and 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 then, um, you know they don't they neglect a lot of people neglect their trucks you know, um you shouldn't neglect it because that's that's what's feeding you you know and and it's a big ass machine you know pinches fierros, fucking metal to metal fucking rubbing against each other all yeah. day long fucking, you know you're running down the freeway eighty thousand pounds bah bah you know bushings hitting mm-hmm. like. It's a fucking machine that's that's taking a lot of uh, wear and tear, you know. So, um, oil changes are super important, man. I learned the hard way. I did like six months no oil change. I had a small leak, <laughs> so I was like, you know, must <laughs> le chava lo que it? le faltaba, you know. Yeah. 
all bad. Yeah. Ended up getting an in frame eventually. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, eventually you, you, how many miles was on your engine? It was not even at the 400,000. Holy mark. shit. Yeah. Why'd you need an in frame? It, it just, a lot of blow by. Oh, okay. It just, you and that's what my mechanic said, so I trust him. Yeah, you should trust your mechanic. Yeah, you should. That, that, uh, 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 that's an important thing. A, a driver, owner, operator, or company owner, whatever, they, they should have a good relationship with whoever is repairing their, their vehicles, you know? Mm. Um, you know, para que todo vaya, you know, everything's, you know, in, in control, you know? So, yeah, they, they, the maintenance, super important, man. Greasing, you know? Greasing your kingpins, your bushings, your fifth wheel, your steering, you know, your U-joints, everything, bro. Your braking system, all that's important. And and sometimes it's not it's not the owner owner ops fault. Sometimes they take it to a shop or to a oil a quick oil change place. You know, you have a lot of those on the highways. And sometimes the employees there they don't do they don't do the job correctly. They're mm. like, ah, no lo van You know, I've seen that because I've worked. You know, people get lazy and like, ah, fuck it. You know, so that's, you know, that's something where they have to, the owner-op has to, le tiene que poner atención, you know, pay attention to who you're taking your truck with, you know, and stuff like that. Sometimes two parts, you know, um, people, owner-ops, um, they don't want to spend as much on parts. So OEM parts, they go a long way, you know. If you buy rebuilt shit or... You know, it's going to break down, you know, faster than the OEM part, you know. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I've, I've had like rebuilt turbos, rebuilt injectors break out, break down in one or two days, you know. So that's why that's why shops don't give warranty on, on yeah, stuff on, that the customer brings on, on their own. Like if they bring uh aftermarket part, yeah, you'll repair it. But it's very yeah. unlikely to do the. Yeah, because, you know. I can give like a, I, I usually try to give people like a workman's warranty. So like if my guy did something wrong, like if that bolts loose uh, that and we touch this, well, something did, someone did something wrong, but, um, that's, that's it. If, if you want something rebuilt, I don't even, I don't buy it. I don't, you know, you, you, you as a customer bring it to me, but I can't give you any warranty on that part or whatever you want, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to keep charging you, you know, to mm -hmm. replace it, you know, so. If you try to save money, sometimes people try to save, but sale más caro, you know, it's it's worse in the end, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, and it's hard. I know it's hard. Like, parts are fucking expensive, you know. It's not even the labor that's expensive. It's parts, you know. So depending on the scenario, let the mechanic do their thing. If it gets you a warranty or no. Um, I mean, you can still get a warranty regardless because. If 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 the customer goes and buys his own parts, let's say he's he's doing an in frame on a Cummings, um, if he buys his own parts, those parts are warranted under whatever man, uh, dealership or manufacturer he bought them, you know, bought them at. Um, I I couldn't give him warranty. I can give him a workman's warranty, mm, you yeah. know, but that's not gonna be for a long period of time. It's like if if something's wrong with my repair, it's gonna show right away. You know, if something's loose, it's going to se va desarmar rápido, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's hard It's hard for the mechanic to screw up if 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 we're if they're focused and, and know what they're doing, mm -hmm. you know? But the part can fail, 
we we see that more you know okay. parts failing you know what's the most common uh repair that that you know these shops see um well for me um depending on the engine so you know we have different engines detroit's dd15s dd13s cummings isx they they all have different um different things that pop up just normal shit but um let's say on a on a cummings engine isx you know isx cm2350 um you see a lot of uh, the camshaft goes out a lot the lobes on the camshaft they wear out that's a big that's a that's a big uh expense right there i think the camshaft oem is worth uh around two thousand dollars oem and when you when you replace the camshaft you got to replace all the rocker levers you're gonna pay about a hundred bucks each there's 12 of them you know the labor's not that much but parts but that that's a common issue with that with the cummins isx also the 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 sleeves the sl- the block will uh the sleeves will drop down it'll cause a uh, water coolant to go into your oil which will cause blow by too so that that happens a lot fuel pumps happen a lot too on cummins fuel pumps are expensive too is it true or is that a myth that running on low diesel all the time will yes yeah will fuck your your fuel system up yeah. yes okay. it can because w- because there's a certain point where if your truck's not sucking fuel, it'll, you know, it'll suck air or it'll suck like all the dirt that's left on the bottom of the mm-hmm. sludge mm-hmm. and all that shit's going to get into your, into your fuel system, into your fuel lines, injectors. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have filters for that, but we go back to the, to the same thing that some, some drivers don't change their oil, their filters. Yeah. You know? So if you're pumping dirty fuel, you know your fuel system's gonna give you issues. You know, we all know uh, that Cummins are the best engines. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, no, that's my saying, favorite I, engine. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's because that's yeah. what I had. But nah, that in are. your opinion, which ones are more dependable? If someone's looking for a truck, it'd be like, you know, I'm gonna pick one with this engine because uh, because Rig Medics recommended yeah. it. So. I would definitely go with the Cummins mm. if anybody is uh, trying to purchase a truck. Definitely go with the Cummings. They're more durable. It's just durability. Um, parts are expensive. Yeah, way more expensive than a Detroit, but way more durable durable than a Detroit for sure. Even though I had a Detroit, I had a Freightliner Cascadia with a Detroit, which they're good engines too, but I prefer a Cummings for yeah. sure. And and Detroit had a Series 60, you know, which yeah. they stopped making. Why? Cause it that never broke down. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> well, that's what I think they stopped yeah. making it for. You know, cause it literally the, those trucks never broke down. That engine never broke down. It, it had a problem with the with the injector springs popping out and like the jakes um, and uh, the the rockers breaking. But that's that's no big deal. You yeah, know? yeah. You Compared could drive you if one of those. Uh, injector levers break you can still drive the truck with five injectors yeah you know so yeah they stopped making those 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 were badass you know those series 60s the uh, uh, 12.7 and the 14 liters yes that was that's my favorite that's one of my favorite engines to work on too because 
how strong they are and how durable. But we don't have that anymore. Cummings, at least Cummings kept the ISX. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to have the double cam ISX. Uh, and then the pre-EGR one, which was a signature 600 horsepower Cummings. But now they have the ISX-15, the X-15, but DEF, all that shit. But they They're come. still good engines, yes. Mm. We just have the uh, the after-treatment system that ruins it. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, what's your take on that? Deleted systems and clean trucks overall? Um, well, I don't like that they put an after-treatment system on diesel engines. I... I don't know why. Um, I prefer a truck without it. Um, I know it's like to help the environment or whatnot, the California Air Resources Board. I just think it's to make money. You know, I don't think it's helping shit. California really loves Mother The environment, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's so crazy, but I I don't think, I mean, I'm not going to say delete your truck, but. I mean, and then it's super expensive to repair the after treatment system, bro. So, you know, which way are you going to go? You're going to delete your truck. You're going to fix that shit. It's going to keep giving you problems or what? What are you going to do? Yeah, you You fix it and then it keeps fucking up. Yeah, and then nobody gives it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and that's it. Yeah, you're not going to fucking, who wants to pay 15 grand to repair a fucking, fucking after treatment system that, you know, has nothing to do with your engine's power or your engine performing. Just remove that shit and mm-hmm. y- your engine will run fine, you know? Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I don't know, but probably most of California's trucks are non-compliant, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, but, I mean, from the looks of it, I highly doubt people are repairing, you know, that shit. Did you notice that uh, they're more likely to break down now compared to the old way? Yes, yes. Well, yeah, see, lo- you see them stranded on the side of the road all the time because of this system, you know? Regens, fucking deaf pump, deaf filters getting clogged, deaf fucking stuck in your fucking SCR, all kinds of shit. That is just causing problems. But uh, you've noticed some also that they're... They have all those systems in place, but then the smoke is all white coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, and that yeah. Nasty that, that's smell. just, that's because I don't get how that even cleans anything because you're literally holding all the exhaust fumes in a box, in a fucking filter. In order to get clean, it sprays, it, spray, it has an injector, a fuel injector that sprays diesel into these fucking filters. And it's supposed to get up to a thousand degrees for it to even burn that matter in there. And and it sprays a death too, which death is like a deadly chemical. It has like urea. I, I think if you fucking like smell it and stuff like that, like in its pure form, you'll probably fucking die. You know, so and if you even like throw death on your clothes, it's a lo like it'll deteriorate. Mm. So be careful with death out there. Yeah. Not to mention all the pollution from those. Yeah, those dude, boxes. that that shit. It burns up all that fucking uh, all that all that soot in there. Equals where where does it throw it into the fucking tailpipe and where does that go lead to in the fucking atmosphere? Yeah, it still goes out eventually. So now we're fucking mixing <clears throat> diesel with fucking death, burning it and fucking throwing it out there. 
<laughs> Before it was just petrol, you know, they're like sanitizing yeah, right. <laughs> they're fucking cleaning the, the burnt <laughs> fuel and then and then throwing it out there. Well, it's moving fast because now we're getting to the whole electric truck thing. So. Oh yeah. What about? Have you thought about that? Maybe yeah. t- tapping into the, the that uh, industry as a mechanic. You think? Um, I think about it. Yes, I think about it all the time, especially because uh, across the street from my shop, they're building Watt EV is building an electric truck stop. Okay. Uh, I think Watt EV partnered with the Port of Long Beach already. Mm. They should have. Uh, they should be building, or they already built uh, an electric station inside the Port of Long Beach, mm. if I'm correct. Um, but they're they're gonna be a YEV. They're gonna be a class uh, class A charging station, a public charging station for trucks. So um, I personally haven't looked into it that much. Like, let's you know, let me go try to take some courses or something like that because I have friends at, at the dealership and they're they're not even taking courses yet. Oh, so diesel. I believe diesel is gonna be around for the next. 15 years 10 to 15 years for real but i don't think it's going anywhere but it might be a good opportunity if you think about it there was this boom when right when the clean trucks came into effect yeah. there was all these mechanics and low-key they were learning yeah. as they went too. Yeah, they true, were learning true. on your shit and when, yeah. building you for yeah, it right there was uh one scenario we were just changing this part uh let's just say it's like a little it was just something that let's just say like twenty dollars worth, mm-hmm. and they were ch- building this chinito four hundred bucks every mm-hmm. time he took it in. Yeah, and it was just something Simple. minimal. Yeah, that they might, but they, they they're new to it, so they're like, "What the it. fuck yeah. is that?" Like, just get my truck running. So yeah. maybe with 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 electric trucks, we're gonna see that at first, like all these repairs and. Yeah, I believe so. Drivers will have to get on yeah. on, on game and see if it's really worth yeah. what they're getting built yeah I, I don't think owner operators are going to be ready to jump into an electric truck anytime soon either i mean i think it's going to work maybe for big companies that are maybe moving local stuff mm-hmm. you know i i want to see uh one of these electric trucks i want you to give it to one of my customers that works at the fucking dairy farms y que lo meta ahí en el pinche lodo, you know and the fucking Throw that fucking electric truck in there, see see what happens. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about them, um, other than you know Tesla and whatever comes up, uh, you know, up on the news or whatnot. But yeah, dude, I haven't I haven't had any you know training or anything. I'm a diesel guy. Um, they are interesting though. Electric trucks are interesting, but even if even if diesel goes away in California, which you know, that's probably going to be the first state to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, become fully electric. I mean, we're still going to have those trucks are still going to have uh, tires, rims, air. They're still going to need air, brake chambers, brakes. Supposedly, you don't you don't have to change the brakes on them. That's what, according to Elon. Mm-hmm. But I don't know on his yeah, on his, his truck. So I don't know how we have run. we have still Kenworth, Peterbilt, you know Mac, Mac and Volvo, Freightliner. Everybody's building an electric truck. So yeah. Um, but I'm not too worried about it. I believe in diesel. Still, okay. yeah, right, I believe right. in diesel. In business, what lessons has that taught you about yourself? Um. Probably that. That I can do more than I thought, and that I can handle more than I than I thought I could, um, because, you know, I wasn't. I don't think, I I didn't think I was gonna be here 
you know, when I was younger, you know, so. You're proud of how far you came? Yeah, I actually am. I, I try to tap myself on the shoulder sometimes. I, hey, good job, man. You know, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, owning a business is a hard thing, you know. Uh, it's kind of like owning, you know, when you become an owner-operator, it's, it's not it's not easy unless you got a bunch of money where you could support yourself and, you know, if you work or not work. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing. And uh, especially when you have employees, it's, it's not it's not easy, you know. And, and in our industry, repairing, you know, you have to look out, you know, make sure everything's good, make sure these trucks are leaving the shop in, in you know, tip-top shape, everything's repaired. So it's a, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff, you know. A lot of stuff I deal with, but I think uh you know, I just learned I did learn a lot about myself owning a business, owning being everything, uh being a truck driver, owning the the mechanic business. Uh now jumping back into the trucking because you know, I like I mentioned I bought a truck. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but you know, I have a truck now. Hey. So you know, I might sell it, I don't know, you know. But, you know, I, I like I said, I'm a truck driver at heart. I just know how to fix those motherfuckers, you know. As you go, you ever feel like you made it already or do you already feel you made it? Or do you feel like I want more, I want more? Or where there come a point when you're just content? Mm, nah, man, I, I haven't made it. I don't feel like I've made it yet because I'm I'm still just a startup. Like, I did start my, my business as a, a solo, you know, one man team. Uh, the shop, I've only had it for, I'm coming up on three years. So I still consider myself a startup. Um, but I, it's been going good, you know, because uh, I do no marketing. It's just word of mouth that, that how I, I market my business. I, I don't have signs. I don't have anything. I'm not close. I'm close to a highway, but I'm like in the back and shit by the orange fields. So most of my work comes to me from word of mouth. So I, I must be doing a, a, a pretty good job. You know, I try to. Um, but, yeah, it's just. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Good. And then both professions, are, are were they both equally exhausting? Is They both have their challenges as far as like. Uh, I think probably truck driving for me was more exhausting. Okay. Definitely, because when I wanted to hustle and make money, I didn't sleep. You know, sometimes I would do double loads, you know, mm -hmm. and be up 24 hours or just sleep like two hours a day, which sleep is a big thing for me, you know, like you, you don't feel the same if you don't, if you're not sleeping right, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I tr try to hustle and only get two hours of sleep, three hours of sleep a day, that was hard, you know, because it's like, you know, you're all tired and shit, you know, so. And. And as a shop owner, like, what's the the main worry if you have any hmm. main concern? Like, I'm gonna make sure this is right no well, matter what. The well, my main worry is my customer because I gotta make sure their truck is is so the time it's at my shop, I gotta minimize that, you know, as much as I can because their truck has to be rolling for them to make money, and I understand that, you know, like. But sometimes, you know, we can't figure things out just like, hey, dale, you know. So, um, I know, you know, I have to, I have to, uh, as a, as a, as a business owner, as a shop owner, was I do have a lot of stresses, man. Like stresses that, 
de, oh, sí, sí, este, sí quedó bien este jale, o un, un, un you know, one of the, one of the, an employee, uh, no apretó ese pinche tornillo, or algo, you know, I have, I have to double check a lot of stuff, someone didn't like the service, someone did, you know, not, not, not everybody is, is gonna be, be happy, you know, it's like you go to a restaurant, you're, not everybody's gonna like the food, you know, but mm -hmm. we, we try to give the best service, and, um, para que todos estén contentos, pero, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot on me, you know, like, in my brain, and I'm real bad with, uh, um, you know, management, man management, I've never had a management job, position, Delegating. I've never had, yeah, I've never had none of that, none of those positions where I'm like, oh, I can be, you know, it's a whole different thing, I know how to do the job, but running a business is a whole different thing, so I'm, I'm still kind of learning, uh, How to tell them what to do? That I don't have that much trouble with that because mm -hmm. in the in the previous job when I was an employee, I kind of had like a little bit of a authority, a little bit. So I don't have a problem with that. Like, hey, I think I'm a too nice of a boss. Mm -hmm. You know, I get cut too much slack, and that um, that can be hard. So for me, because I'm such a startup, so. If I let things slide, you know, employees see things and that make makes me stressed, you know, because they're probably like, oh, I can push his buttons or I can mm. I can slack off today, you know. And and then, you know, like I don't realize that that's my fault, you know, like mm. I should have set a culture here, you know, but it's going good. You know, like I'm learning, I'm learning. But yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of shit on my mind, you know, like on the mm. daily basis. I'm not too organized, you know. I just barely started keeping like a notebook like that and writing stuff down because there's no way I could keep all that stuff in my brain, you know. And I started realizing that, like, dude, you're trying to keep like memory of all the trucks in your, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. of what every person is doing, and I can't have that, you know. You feel like you've manifested all this, or you feel like it's happened kind of like it's. Yeah, you're guided by something because you, you know the story about the first yeah. truck. It it yeah. just worked out. Then you're back here. Nah, I feel like I I put myself in those positions to to get there because that's something I wanted. Uh, I just wanted to own businesses, you know. Like right now, I I have the the shop. You know, I I was the owner operator, and um. I mean, who knows? I might open up more business in the future. I want to open up a taco shop too. Like I just you know. But my main thing is a, a, me a mechanic, uh, you know, that's my main. But yeah, I I'm, I kind of put myself in those positions. Like I knew I wanted to open up a shop. So I put myself in that. And I also helped too, like my buddy, the same guy I used to work for, Chango. He, he, uh, he helped me when I started. Like he would shoot me work. Hey, go do this. Hey. Um, he even he even uh, would give me some of his work. Like if his shop was full, I'd be like, "Hey, come help me! I'll give you fifty percent." And I appreciate that so much because that was like a lot of people won't do that, you know. He he uh, and he would let me borrow his shop. Like if I when I first started, like if I had a big job, hey, bring it in one of these bays, do the job here, you know, mm -hmm. free of charge. So he was a big, uh, you know, a big. Uh, part of of helping me you know build it a little bit you know he was a, a stepping stone but I, I definitely put myself in the positions I'm always asking questions I'm always talking to other people 
you know no no i don't think that i know it all you know i try to stay like open-minded like you know a student you know yeah and that's in any anything just in life you know not just in my industry but in life you know what's one of the hardest things in your life you've been through and how did you overcome it uh or have you over you know got over it shit well I mean, I've been I've been through a lot of a lot of stuff. Not not I mean, I don't I don't want to speak too much about a lot of stuff, but mm, probably just um being somebody. That that probably was one of the hard things because I didn't I w- when I was younger, let's say pre uh teenager still like anywhere from 16 to 18, uh I I didn't want anything. Like I didn't have no ambition, you know? Like, even though my dad would tell me about trucking and stuff like that, I still was like, whatever, man. You know, I, I messed around with drugs for a little bit. Um, um, I drank too much, you know, too much alcohol. Um, I still haven't overcame that. That's one of the things I, I want to, uh, one day I want to go sober, you know. Like, I don't want to drink. Even though I have it kind of under control right now. I didn't though, you know, for a very long time. But it's like that that's something that I I'm still yet to overcome like when cuz that's something I've always wanted. I don't I don't want to be a drinker, you know? Cuz I've been it so long since I was a kid, you know? What makes you not want to be a drinker? Like there's always something that you know, your awareness is like, "Oh, this is why." Like I guess I just done it too much, man. Like, you know, it's I mean, I like cocktails, having a cocktail, you know, like having a cocktail with your friend or with your wife or whatever. But I don't know if, if once I get to a certain point, then maybe I couldn't control it, you know. I just had to keep going, keep going, mm-hmm. keep going. I was one of those guys, like, dale, dale. Was it I ever a pistear. stepping stone for other <laughs> stuff? Because a lot of times it starts with the alcohol, and, and that makes it easy to say yeah, yes to other I, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've always drank alcohol. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I used to steal my dad's uh, tequila drinks, you know, like he was un tequilita and I'll go and fucking me le un trago, you know, but, and, and I, and I always wanted to like, you know, growing up, you're like, hell yeah, I'm gonna steal, you know, las fiestecillas at the parties, at the family parties, you steal a fucking beverage, alcohol, fucking wine cooler or whatever. I was always doing stuff like that. So drinking was part of my life and I see my dad drink all the time, you know, like, Every weekend, carne asada, pistear, you know. So it's like, oh, well, that's the thing to do, you know. You grow up, you're like, well, we got to drink. So, But then, you know, you don't know how to control drinking at 16, 17, 18 or drugs or nothing like that, you know. So, but good thing I met a, uh, my girlfriend. She took she took me out of uh, a lot of that stuff, my wife now. So shout out to you, Courtney. Um, yeah, she helped me out with all that, all that stuff. Like, you know, so, but. I've always said, like, I got to get to a point where I don't drink or I can say no to a drink or just drink one or two. And that's it. And I, I feel like I can't do that. Yeah. yeah, That's very difficult for me. And I'm 33 years old. I've been doing this since I was like 14. You know, it gets, it's a big change. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I know that I don't do it as much now. But it's just like I did it so much that it's like, what the fuck's the point? Why why was I even doing that? And then because I see that 
that um, I open this business and stuff and it's going good. I see that. So it's like if I eliminate drinking, I could probably do more because that's a distraction. But it's like, you know, it's there. That seed yeah. is there. Well, trust me, bro. It's going to not. Yeah, I know. Cause it will. I, yeah. You don't have to be overnight. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a small steps. Yeah. yeah. I, like never quit quitting and anything else. Like, don't be a quitter. But this yeah. is one thing that yeah. it's there's no specific way. Like, just yeah. don't quit quitting. Yeah. And you get better, don't better, better. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah, fine it's the same it. thing. You yeah. fine tune it. You're trying to know what's up, you know. Yeah, correct. Like me, I tried to like do the oh only on the weekends, and then yeah, but then on the weekend I drink everything I didn't drink yeah. during the week because <laughs> exactly. I'm like oh I only have three days. That's what I would do. Yeah, or it's like don't drink. Yeah, six months, take a break to see correct. Well, if I took correct. six months off. That means yeah. I have it under control because I stopped for six months. Yeah, yeah. No, and then you're like, you get this feeling like it's gonna run out. Yeah. Oh, oh. Then you're only like a pendejada away see, from see. taking another break because, oh, when I see. drink, I do yeah, this. So yeah, it's like, exactly. uh, I said that, I did that. Then, yeah, it's all. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it was just a thing that I've had in my head since like years when I used to do it heavily. There was a point where I had stopped for like six months drinking. And then one day I just couldn't resist. So I was like, fuck it, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? You come back but, strong. Yeah, but I was like, fuck. And that was the worst. I felt like it was worse, like stopping and then starting again. Yeah, because you know you let you know, yourself down because yeah. deep down you know that's not what I you I shouldn't need. have done that. Yeah. yeah. I should have just kept going. Yeah. But, but I mean, whatever. It's it just, I try not to think about it that much because I know now I got it more under control like mm-hmm. than I did before because I'm, I guess I'm, I'm just more mature now. I'm like, you know what? It's time to work. We'll, you know, we'll have a drink later on. But still, it's just a thing I had in my head. Like one day, I'm just gonna be sober. Yeah, you will. You yeah. will. Yeah. Well, God bless that affirmation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what? What? What would you tell younger you if you could go back and look at yourself and be like, "Yeah, I got this insight from the future." You yeah. Know? Uh, here's what you need to do. And it'll go a little bit smoother. What, what would you tell? Uh, I guess what I would tell myself would be uh, stay away from alcohol. Stay away from drugs and just fucking work, man. You know, put your head down and work. Don't pay attention yeah. to all the bullshit in the world, you know, because like I said, if I if I would have, you know, it's kind of like a regretful thing. I don't I don't want to say regretful because I'm still doing it, but I just. I know that if I would have started maybe five years earlier or, you know, I would be in a better position now. And if alcohol wasn't involved, I would be in a better position now, Mm. you know, at least in my business, you know, because I don't pay that all that caused me not to pay attention. You know, like when I started the roadside assistance thing, I didn't keep the books. I didn't keep I just threw receipts everywhere, like whatever, you know, I, I gave people receipts, but. I wasn't keeping track of anything. So my my wife, uh, God bless her again, she she went to school for accounting and then uh, whatever. She had some free time and she like bought QuickBooks and put it on the laptop and just started like punching shit in. And she's oh, like, that's cool. she told me like, hey, you know, you fucking, fucking you run like a, a, a like a kind of like a, you know, a OK business. You're not. And I didn't see it. I was like, what are you talking about? You know? Mm-hmm. Nah, like you're you you actually running a fucking business and you don't even know it. You know, because I was just, whatever, I could trabajar. And, you know, and then we, because that's how I was brought up. Like, hey, 
put your phone away. Fucking ponte a trabajar, güey. You know, no, mm-hmm. don't be distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes back to the why I'm not on social media that much because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like over here recording my job, like, and, you know, how I was taught is, I like, put that phone down, man. Get your ass to work, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel dumb recording what what I'm working on for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely but a new yeah. thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, I would definitely tell myself, like, stay away from all that stuff, all the stupid stuff, you know, um, and and work, you know, try to build something, you know, because it's just time, you know, we're only we're only here for limited time, you know, so it was wasted. It was wasted. So if I could tell myself anything, yeah, don't waste time, bro. You know, well, speaking of limited time, uh, what what do you think? Uh, if today was your last day, what would you do? How would you spend it? It's not up to you if uh, to get another day. So, damn, that's that's a that's a crazy question. I mean, if today was my last day, uh, I would definitely be proud of what I've done already. I would definitely be proud of that. And um, but I w- I would probably visit my my family, my parents, my immediate family. And and then I would spend the rest of the day with my wife because that's my best friend, you know. So we spend a lot of time together. So, yeah, that, that I mean, yeah. It's crazy how, yeah. how when you think. In like a truck, it, probably. Let's drive this truck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drive this truck. So what's it? Close our truck. You know? <laughs> and we're leaving, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, until, I, until I'm gone. It's crazy, yeah. right? Because when you think like that, you yeah, those are the things that come to mind. The yeah, things not, that are not irri- other bullshit. Yeah, not I'll yeah. have a beer. I didn't even say I had a beer, right? <laughs> or maybe I'll have right there getting somewhere. Or so, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that puts it to perspective. Like shit, the, the irreplaceables. Those are the yeah, ones. Yeah, dude. That, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, yes, yeah. I mean that's what I would do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, some people might say I'll fucking. I don't know, jump off a building, bungee jump, fucking some weird stuff, but nah, or go spend all my money or something, you know, like, nah, get in debt, nah, I don't want to do that, you know, you know, so yeah, and I would just visit my immediate family, probably put them inside a container, (laughs) (laughs) right around with them, (laughs) right around with them, down the freeway, man, and the last, last of everything, last fucking, yeah, (laughs) fucking, a whole party, party yeah. buzz, party container, there it dog. Is, there it is. Pero yeah. gracias a Dios, eh, you know, si Dios quiere, it's not going to be like that. You know, we got si, a full si. life ahead of us Simon. and set those goals. And yeah, yeah. That that goal you have, I I feel, I don't know, yeah. I get a little nosy, but I feel because yeah. I can relate to that, you know, and I know how it yeah. feels. And, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah so that, that, if you have that yeah. desire, it's for a reason. So I, yeah. I wish you the best on that. Fuck, yeah, thank you, man. You thank know? you. Yeah, because, yeah, that, that is, that is a, a ma- you know, it's yeah. a major thing for me. Yeah. But, yeah. We're almost at the end here, so I just want to, you know, give you the opportunity to throw in some extra gems, you know, any advice you have on any of the topics we discussed for our audience or something you uh, want you know y- yeah yeah we could say a little something uh um uh well to all the to all the drivers out there owner operators owner operators and drivers wherever you you own the truck or you or you uh working for someone uh don't stop working especially right now in these times don't stop working um and and don't give up and take care of your equipment man cuz then you're going to have to call me and pay me to uh, <laughs> uh, adjust your brakes yeah. You know, take care of your equipment. If you can, if you like to get dirty, 
man, watch some YouTube videos, how to adjust brakes, how to change a light, how to do stuff, because, you know, that could save you from being put out of service or, you know, calling a service, you know, a service provider to, to, to help you out. You know, try to learn something, try to, you know, do your PMIs, I mean, your, your pre-trip inspections, your PTIs, do all that stuff, because um, if you're not checking your truck before you go on the road, you might have a, a hazard that you could spot out, you know, before you before you head out. So, you know, make sure you guys are checking your equipment, um, you know, stay safe on the road, drive safe. And, um, you know, if you guys ever need any uh, any help, even even a question, uh, it could be over the phone. I'm not going to charge you. You guys could ask me a question. Um, um, you guys could reach me on my Instagram. Uh, my business Instagram is a uh, rig medics with the e with the X at the end, uh, or my personal Instagram is a uh, two row one twenty two row underscore one twenty, or uh, um, can I say my phone number? Or no, that's on you. Yeah, you? shit. Or if y'all wanna call me or something, <laughs> you know, my uh, my phone number is Erico five five nine three five nine zero three zero eight, and uh, I'm available for service in Bakersfield, anywhere, even out of state. If you stuck out of state, I've been out of state to to get people out there too. So, um, and like I said, if you guys got any questions, you could feel free to give me a call, answer any question uh, with pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Thank up. you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you guys for tuning in and supporting the the podcast. And until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>